Welcome to A Flow of Words on Scarif Bay Community Radio with Manchenan Arts. New York State of Mind by Francis Browner Ghost town, boarded up buildings, homeless roaming empty streets, no one on the subways, everyone working from home, all afraid to go downtown after dark, Macy's closing. During the pandemic, these words drifted across the Atlantic. In June 1987, I had stepped onto a Manhattan sidewalk for the first time, sauntered along 57th Street from Columbus Circle to Lexington Avenue, past Carnegie Hall, the Russian Tea Rooms, Hard Rock Cafe and Barnes & Noble's bookstore, browsed stalls selling fake Gucci bags and Rolex watches, stopped at kiosks offering salty pretzels and caffeine. Wake up and smell the coffee was compulsory in New York City. It was love at first sight. I saw beauty in this man-made landscape. The love affair would last 20 years, a heady romance that never wavered, never lost its luster. That first summer I waitressed in Burger Heaven, dizzied customers with my Irish brogue, felt my apron pocket bulge with dollar bills, enjoyed after-shift drinks in Hoolahan's and Tommy Makeham's, relaxed on the express bus uptown, learnt about a teacher shortage in the archdiocese, and instead of returning to Dublin in September, I took up a position in St. Pius V High School in the South Bronx. Weekends were spent in Gaelic Park and neighbourhood bars, characters, Celtic House and the Three Counties. 56,000 Irish people had arrived that year. Thus, there was ongoing crack, camaraderie, company and lifelong friendships forged. Subsequent summers were spent in Montauk at the tip of Long Island where I eventually settled, having won a green card in the Morrison Visa Lottery. There I waitressed, drove the pink tuna taxi, served organic food in Naturally Good and joined a writer's group. There were visits into the city, as it was known on the island, for shopping trips to Macy's on 34th Street, Broadway shows, concerts in Madison Square Gardens, visiting friends, and sightseeing with family over from Ireland. The Twin Towers were always top of the list, followed by the Empire State Building, a boat ride out to the Statue of Liberty and the Circle Line. Sometimes I stopped in to see my former workmates in Burger Heaven for the best burgers in town, and once was handed an apron and put behind the counter to serve lunch. After nine years, it was time to end this vagabond life and seek something steady. A master's degree in City College entailed moving back to the Bronx and led to a position as adjunct lecturer at NYU's School of Continuing Studies. My walk from the Christopher Street subway station took me through Greenwich Village and across Washington Square. I was reunited with my true love. 
My final project was with the Ashling Irish Community Centre in Yonkers. Teaching creative writing to the young at hearts, I heard their stories about coming I heard their stories about coming over in the forties, fifties, sixties. The boat journeys, jobs, ballrooms, romances, marriages, the new families started, and most of all, their homesickness for Ireland. These memoirs were compiled in a collection, While Memory Brings Us Back Again, which was launched by the Irish Consulate in November 2006. A month later, I came home for good. It took two years to shake New York out of my system, and it never did disappear. I have been back several times, and each time I arrive in Manhattan, the feeling has persisted of wanting to throw my hat in the air, like Mary Tyler Moore at the start of her 70s TV show. I was due to fly into JFK on March 12th, 2020, to celebrate yet another Patrick's Day on Fifth Avenue and to read my poetry at gatherings in Manhattan and Montauk. Throughout lockdown, my heart broke looking at pictures of a deserted Times Square, the neon lights blinking, blinking in the silence, and listening to friends describe a place that had changed changed utterly. Like after 9-11, I kept thinking. Thankfully, things are opening up and the streets are starting to fill. But numbers are still high and I am sceptical about returning just yet. Autumn in New York Why does it seem so inviting Harlem lunch hour. Green girl in Harlem doesn't know the jargon. I oh man, hold up! Fist bump. Do rags, crazy nails, tattoos, cavalcades of mobility scooters, strangers hailing one another, brother. In pathmark, black girls slouch behind a steaming hot food counter. Ignore my pale request to try fried chicken, collard greens, plantains. Complain. Without saying anything, disdainfully overlook me to the next. Sister, please pardon me. So this is karma. I wear the garland of all the slides of white to ever cross your path. Honking, smoky, surpressed, chokehold, heated, pent-up, nonchalant aggression. Can we one day share this soul food? The Banality of a Blue Sky Sometimes I ride on a magic carpet enthralled by it all. Other days Cumulus Humilis provides a comforting duvet. Science tells us clouds, rain, water, life on earth. Wondrous apparitions parade between us 
and the universe. A celestial gallery of fantasies and rich projections. Depression. Stravinsky rumbles in a chaotic sky. A cold front is followed by Nimbostratus dumping water. Next day, a whitewashed ceiling blocks the view into space. Altostratus is further away from our planet. Then the leading lady illuminates the great hall. Cirrus flicks upwards on the Carulian canvas. Some wisps grow out of a tree in my garden. The mood soars and violins play a sunny Mozart. Later, the blue is dotted by fleecy altocumulus flocus. A flock of sheep toddles along, a pastoral. A troop of clouds performs theatrical loops. Life tells us comedy, tragedy, tragicomedy. Looking up, I sense the bigger picture, a truth, this too shall pass. Everything is in flow, nothing lasts. Bones and flows of angel hair And ice cream castles in the air And feathered canyons everywhere I've looked at clouds that way But now they only block the sun They rain and snow Another Ordinary Day by Carol McNamara In the sunny cul-de-sac in the west end of Long Beach, Long Island, she has risen early, always early on this day. Always at the same time he had left her bed, groaning and protesting about the lack of sleep he had had. On that morning she had said, Ah, honey, but it was worth it. You got lucky and it wasn't even your birthday or the holidays. He had laughed too. It was a kind of fascination among themselves, how often they did it these days. There were usually others in their bed. Well, at least a couple of the children and the Golden Labrador. The 5am train on the Long Island Railroad was packed with commuters into Manhattan. Tommy was heading for his firehouse on the Lower East Side, down near Battery Park. He was looking forward to the vacation they would take later in the fall, when he would take his family back to Ireland for the first time to meet his cousins in Limerick. On the train, he imagined the welcome they would get. 
and he felt excited about the prospect of showing his kids around the places he had loved to visit when he was young. They were at a great age now for having the big family vacation back in the old country. Kathleen had just turned eight and the twins Connor and Shane were six. At Penn Station there was the usual activity of early morning rush hour, the buying of coffee and donuts, and the pleas of the panhandlers, the vets from Vietnam who hung around the concourse. Tommy hopped on the subway and continued on his last ever train ride. Maria fixed her coffee and was glad she had no one with her in the quiet of her kitchen. She needed to think hard, as she did on this day each year, to try to remember their last conversation. Was there any chance that he had said anything besides, don't forget to put the trash out today, or finally his actual last words, see you later alligator, have a nice day. She had said, in a while crocodile, and you have a nice day too and had fallen back to sleep before the porch door had closed behind him. That was it. That was all. The start of another ordinary humdrum day in the lives of ordinary folk who put out fires, keep others safe, make lunches and drive children to school. Later today they would call out the names of the fallen from the 75 firehouses on that day 20 years ago. 20 years. The same age they were when they had met and fallen in love. Now the same length of years they had been apart. You have been listening to Francis Browner, A New York State of Mind. Roisin Bugler, Harlem Lunch Hour. Wilfred Dull, The Banality of a Blue Sky. And Carl McNamara, Ordinary Day. The music you have heard was Billy Holiday, Autumn in New York. The Kilfenora Cayley Band, Both Sides. And Neve Regan, Freeze Frame. Thank you for listening to A Flow of Words.